my challenge here today is if I would have my way, I wanted us to study verse by verse from Hebrews chapter 1 to chapter 3, verse by verse. We don't even have, we don't have it. And so I'm feeling like this, but let's pick from there. Um, renew your mind, be nonconformist, think differently. We already saw the results of that. The next one was death to self. And we said, if you're willing, and we did a recap last week. Eh? It was like this, like that. I listened to it, Brian, po David, David posted it, David, the other David. Um, um, the other David. Where's the other David? Ah, okay, we found you. No, I have roll call in Aituanga, my friend. Nilipawama, Kenya. Ita David wanekame hepa. No, I'm kidding. So, um, yeah, so David posted it, and I looked at it, and yes, it was a, a recap here and there. It wasn't really intended to be a recap. It became a recap. But let's carry on. Death to self. No, 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 back there. We're not done with this. Death, death to self, if you're willing. And we've said death to self on two occasions. Number one, when it comes to the works of the flesh. You need to die to self, isn't it? And that one is, that one is, we've said it's already is easy, isn't it? It's easy. This, the one where you are putting to death the works of the flesh. He's a pair, works of the flesh. Watch out. If we hang around you, we'll help you. We'll slap the back of your head if we see you lapping the, the works of the flesh. Watch out. Isn't it? And last week we used examples and demonstrated how uh, even when the the two appetites are still there. You want to sneak. You can't be public about it because there's something changing inside of you. Death to self. But of course, the prescription from the word of God, Colossians, is mortify. And how do you mortify? Kill. How do you kill? Just starve them. So easy, isn't it? When it comes to those fleshly desires, starve them. There is something feeding them. Starve them. Is that a straightforward prescription? Hello? Is that a straightforward prescription? Yes. yes. If your eyes can't stay in their socket, brother, when sisters pass, your eyes are out going, following the sisters. What are you doing that is feeding that, uh, that thing? Go find it. You may find you're so engrossed with some things they call comedy that are not comical. <laughs> and they are feeding something. Cut that. See, that's where all this, the fasting comes in. Eh? Fasting, see your killer to fasting ni chakula. Are you with me? Now, see your killer to fasting ni chai, chai ni a rafton pekiake. The rest. <laughs> so, you see, when we say fast, and that's a whole topic we can get into. When we say fast, fasting is cutting off the thing that is strengthening the wrong desires within you. Hello? Have I done something wrong? I'm fasting, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Um, okay, I am fasting henceforth. This note has come from Pastor Estelle. She said to fast the jokes. No, no, no. She didn't. I'm joking. See, that's also a joke, so I'm not fasting yet. All right, let's go back. So, fasting is cutting off the supply for the thing that you want to mortify or remove. Some people have no problem with food. So when you tell them, let's fast, and the only fast we are proclaiming is food, they're just going through. Nothing is changing because they already don't have problems with it. 
ni wale wakuchapwa kula so when you say fast they are happy finally atukuli yes they are happy they are, they are, no i'm not saying they should not fast food no you see ultimately food is food is the fuel of the body so you need to learn the habit of denying the body that fuel so you put it down so its voice is silenced within this tripartite man so that the voice of the spirit remains more clear as you shh, silence her. but there's a whole lot of fasting around the soul okay hello yes hmm making sense there's a whole lot of fasting to do around the soul kunawatu let's go back to the body kunawatu if it gets to 11 naja kunywa chai anasikia If you say hi to them they they do for you this they are not themselves you need to fast tea you become an addict of tea you need to change your body now i'm using that to draw a parallel you see that feeling that feeling in the body about tea and this person translate there are aspects of the soul that are fueled by certain habits and cultural practices that one does so you have to identify What is it that is overly strengthening my soul that is constantly putting me at a conflict with the voice of the spirit because the spirit says left the soul says right what gave the soul the right to say right is because he has strength to speak so what if i found what is strengthening him out of measure and cut off then we see how he behaves huh there are some of you sitting here and looking at me with your nice godly eyes if you miss news you can't sleep <laughs> you go to bed and you're having <laughs> my my wife says you behave like what's that dolly what's that salmon <laughs> that that has been caught it's out of water you're trying to sleep and you things are just kicking because you missed news you missed news you missed news What's happening? That news has become a feeder of your soul, whether it is satisfying your intellect or it's your emotions, but there's something that you're feeding there. So when you find that what do you do? Mortify, scripture says. How do you mortify? Cut off that supply kidogo. See what happens. Shake that area and eventually bring it down. Amen. He didn't say someone will mortify for. He say you mortify the flesh. You, you mortify. So you have a role. And that's that fast death to self. Okay? Hello? Hello, wengine ni gazeti. Because your spouse does not welcome it in your house, you take a prayer walk to go and read it Ukokwa Street. <laughs> Just to see the headline, you pass like this and Now ah, you have something to mortify there. Are you with me? Hello? If you come to, if you if you if you give me something called uh, what are they called they're called series eh no series this series hello you know series series uh, uh, they have these programs that are going season 1 season 2 season 3 and it is eh 24 seasons or what yeah if you give me a series to watch i will not watch it because i found out something about myself 
by the time I've done episode three, four, I am one of the characters. <laughs> in that. I mean, yeah. In fact, the the this, I mean. You remember when, uh, what was that called? Prison Break was released. That's years ago. Can you remember? By the way, that's the last series I, I even tried to. That's Prison Break, when it was released. And, and we're busy and we're doing so many things. So someone brought me. There are some people who... <laughs> some people should not meet you. <laughs> and somebody was... If they did me, they thought they were doing me good. They brought me DVD with season one, two, three. Season. I sat down. I didn't get to season two or season three. Season one, episode one. I watched it. Da, da, da. And whoever wrote that script, they are a master of suspense. They need prayers. <laughs> so that baited me. That baited me because I have heavy inclination on this to intellectual things. So it, co it caught me. I watched, I, I actually got the DVD, was going to watch at night. I said, I see it's about 30 minutes. I will watch episode one. <laughs> then tomorrow I'll watch episode two. And I told the person, you give me time. I'm very busy. Say, yeah, that's cool. You can have even a month. Ah, cool, cool. So plugged in, cha. Watched episode one. Da, 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 da. When it ended, the suspense. What is this guy thinking? So I couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> episode two. Watch episode two, and it's flowing, and it's going, and it's, oh, man, da, da, da. What a mind. Episode three, in the same night. I'm going on, episode three. So now I've already done, I'm doing like you. By the time I finish episode three, I'm like one and a half hours in, isn't it? So one and a half hours in, and you know how they do with the DVDs. It doesn't just go from one, two, three. Uh, it, when it ends, it has some sort of recap. Episode three, the same night. Episode four, the same night. I'm two hours in. I'm watching, I'm watching. Episode four, the same night. Da, 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 da. Five, now it's one in the night. It's going to two in the night. The next day, I have lectures. I'm teaching. And now, I'm battling between I need to rest because I'm teaching the whole day, literally, because you have morning class, afternoon class, and I have office work. And so I'm tussling, and I stop at five, but, but half-heartedly, isn't it? I switch it off, I say, you'll see me. Probably tomorrow I'll come earlier. And I go to bed. And when I go to bed, I'm sleeping. Now, they were at that point on the fifth episode, they were laying out a plan of how to escape from the prison. So I go to bed, and I'm sleeping, but I'm awake. And before long, and before long, before long, I am in the same set with them. And they're discussing, this is how we escape. And I'm arguing, no. We're going to get caught here. We will get caught here. We can't use that route. We need to work with this route. Then there was, I can't forget this character. The name was Abruzzi. Yeah? Abruzzi. And Abruzzi is the one who raised that point, and I disagreed. And Abruzzi is angry. And he plucks a knife from his, gets a knife from his pocket, and he spinned me on the wall. Like, why did I disagree with him? I woke up and I thought, why, oh, why? This 
this, <laughs> I'm serious. And I, and I thought, why, oh, why? Now you're laughing at me, but I know you. Kwanzaa, some of you is Lamujerje Mivida. God will help you. Afadali Mimi. So, this was the second time. This was the second time that this has happened to me. Second time. The first time it happened with another series called Hustle. Don't know if you know a series called Hustle. A series called Hustle is about a group of guys. They are thieves, but they call themselves grifters. We are not thieves, we are grifters. And they say because we bring equality in society. So what they do is that Robin Hood thinking. They will rob the corrupt, the rich corrupt, and then they will redistribute the money back to society. But the thing is not just the stealing. It is how they do it. My goodness. <laughs> I still have those DVDs in my house. I have never watched Father Seasons, but I still have them. The way they rob them. It's a proper con game. Thoroughly, thoroughly skimmed. It is so intelligent that I watched the first episode, first, Hustle 1, not, not the others. I, just my friends told me they were diluted, but the first one, Hustle 1. I watched the first episode, just one episode, and I stopped not because, not because I ran out of time. I stopped because it was so good, I wanted to meditate on it. Because by the end of the first episode, first episode, the main character, the main character is, is, is a black-skinned, dark-skinned guy. The main character, by the end of the first episode, first episode, and he's the starring, he's the brains, he's the thinker. The episode ends and he's dead. And you're like, what just happened? Then you see him dead and everything is dead. You're like, wow, what a loss. Then a minute later, you see him alive and you're thinking, wait, wait, how, how, how? And then they even explain how they did it in the, in the show, in the program. So they tell you how they played him and, and all that. Because there are other characters like you who are there who are also deceived that he was dead. So they have to show them how he didn't die and what they did. Now, first episode. Hustle. That one, in fact, I bought the DVDs from a friend. So I bought the DVDs, so I'm sitting there. First episode, I meditated on it at night. The Lord Jesus Christ, he didn't come. I was a grifter. I was with them. There were five, we were now six. And we're going through the plans and the motions and planning how to steal. I am a pastor. Now, I initially thought perhaps the hustle was the problem. So I watched that one. Hey, man, that was so nice. I didn't get what was happening. So I watched episode one, and then that dream happened, and I was in there. And then, ah, like a few days later or something, I watched the second episode, and it still happened. Guess what? Guess what? I watched the entire season one. Pole pole tuivo. And every time I was in the dreams, I was in the action, I was, sometimes it's not even dreams. You know how you're sitting just during the day, then suddenly your mind comes on, ah, oh, that plan can work better like this, like that. Yeah. So when I was watching um, um, Prison Break, that was the second of such series. 
And that's where the Holy Spirit caught me. He said, do you see what's going on? I'm like, oh, yeah. By the way, I was a total sympathizer with the hustle team. Like, I liked those thieves. I loved the thieves. <laughs> the thieves were my heroes. <laughs> One program I was watching, and they were caught by the police. I was angry with the police <laughs> for catching the thief. I'm a pastor. You get it? So he caught me with prison break and said, watch out. This, this will weaken you. Because it, it sinks with your natural soul orientation. And I was like, ah, I get it. I get it. Now, here is a baseline for anyone who produces a series. Baseline, okay? Baseline for anyone who produces a series. And I'm not talking of the Mexican, Mexican soaps. Achana, Iso Sabuni. Come back. I'm talking of some series like Kina 24, uh, Kina Prison Break, The Hustle. Those, those guys. Here's a baseline. Two things, two things. Number one, they always have to be very intelligent. Number two, they must work with suspense at all times. Because if they lack suspense, you have no interest watching the next one. So they bait you in, they pull you in. So the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, watch out. And I'm like, whoa. So today, if you bless me with a series, it's going to the dustbin or just to be thrown somewhere to sit there because I don't sit for them. I don't, I don't want them. Now, I'm not saying series is bad. I'm saying me, me. You see my orientation. Okay, let's use natural face so we can set some people free. I don't want you to fall into legalistic traps. Okay? Um, is eggs bad? Are eggs bad? My eye. Are they bad? But there are some people, if they eat eggs, they have bad allergic reactions. So it is best for them not to eat eggs. True? So for them, eggs is bad. So what am I saying? I'm not passing a law. Are you, are you getting me? I'm not passing a law. It's the same thing with news and me. I know. So I cut off those things so that my soul is not strengthened in those areas. Do you get me? Same thing with, with movies about uh, black Americans suffering under the whites. I stay away. Because when I finish watching, I hate them. <laughs> These oppressors. I hate them. So, you see, but that hate is not coming from the Lord. So, I know me. So, what do I do? I cut off. Do you get me? I cut off. So I have never watched Kunta, Kinte, Kinte, Kunta because I know, I just know. There are few I've met and watched but I consciously have to be alert like I know. I know post this good film that is true about a historical occurrence, I may find in my heart hatred for some race. Are you with me? So mortify the flesh. You you wake up, you see the things that are fueling or sparking, putting so much strength or energy in your soul that is causing you to have an imbalance, cut off. So you control that soul. But the second side, oh my goodness, the second side was around the execution of the mandate or the will of God. Remember? Where the soul rises in human ambition to try and execute the will of God for its own gratification. Hmm? Uzzah. You know what the headlines would have been the next day? At least the headlines in Uzzah's house. I saved the Lord. <laughs> he was falling and I saved him. 
what a mighty man of God I am. Yeah? So, there's that Uza tendency exists in every one of you who has a soul. It's there. So, what do you do? Curtail. Make sure that that's where now you lean on the Lord and he helps you. And he sets in motion processes that help you finish that thing. <laughs> so, you are a mighty, mighty preacher. In fact, when you preach, the crowds move. Then the, God, the Lord sits you down for Ten years, no sermon, no place to preach. He knows what he's doing. Cut off the things that would arm your soul to rise against the spirit. Begins to trim them off. Cha, 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 cha. You are so, you, your wisdom is unmatched, but he gives you no platform to speak. He cuts it off, he cuts it off. What's, you, you see, if you don't know that the Lord is behind it, you fight the Lord. You rebuke him. I bind you, Jesus. <laughs> but when you start knowing that he's doing this, he's doing this, you're like, oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Give me strength, Lord. Hello? Give me strength. So we're not repeating that, but we looked at that. We delved that way. Looked at Jacob and going to Laban's house. It was a setup. Not for three days. For 20, at least 21 years. Think about it. 21, Unaishina Laban. Laban 21. That's a book. Laban 21. <laughs> Think about it. Look at Joseph, the dreamer. Remember Joseph, the dreamer? Yeah? The Lord spoke to me. I saw a dream. Sees a dream and I saw the interpretation. And the interpretation of the dream, all of you are going to bow down to me. Hmm. Very true, Right? Hello? Very? Very true. And then what does Joseph do? Begins to process that. Begins to process that. Suddenly, he has appointed himself the prefect of his brothers. Hmm? Comes back to the dad and reports. Dad, today, Reuben was talking to the neighbor's daughter. <laughs> dad, this goat was not given enough grazing time. I saw uh, Judah. He was beating it a lot. Dad, why has he appointed himself a prefect to report the goings on amongst his brethren? Because he has seen dreams where they all bow. Do you see it? So he begins to mechanize it, to bring it to pass. And then the Lord says, you've seen correctly. Now we must make you ready for that role. So where's the process? Through that journey from Pete all the way to Potiphar's house until he is forgotten. And even him, he knows he's forgotten. He knows. Yeah, because he saw the scheme of his brothers. What was their scheme? We will kill a goat. We will put blood on this, your coat of many colors. And we will take it to dad and tell him some beast killed you. And that's exactly what they did. Now, who is the dad not to believe? So the dad knows my son has been eaten by a beast. And the dad was his only protector. And now he's out there in Egypt. He's forgotten. No contacts, nothing. But God is behind it. I'm preparing you. Hmm? Preparing you. When he interpreted the baker and the butler's dream, he told them, don't forget me. Don't forget me. They forgot him. <laughs> who made sure they forgot? God. 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 Remember the God who was going behind Pharaoh? And Moses is saying, let my people go. And God is saying, harden your heart. 
hardened, so he doesn't cooperate. That's the same God. So, no way, no way. He is forgotten until the appointed time. But I tell you, when they came to bow, he did not even want them to bow. Hmm? The same guy who saw them bow. I saw the sun, moon, and stars bowing. You boys are going to bow. Now, when they came to bow, he does not want them to bow. When they were sorry for selling him to slavery, he said, no, oh, no, no, the Lord sent me before you. What's going on with this man? He's been processed fine as gold. Oh, yeah, I hear that too. Mm, I hear that too. And because if you dodge those steps, I tell you, you will, you will compromise with Potiphar's wife. There's, there, listen, he's processing you because he knows what's coming ahead. Let's go on. So, the third one was Brother's Keeper, which we also started. So, I guess we just finish it. Brother's Keeper, we did that, isn't it? Guys, I think we did that. I never saw that. I never heard that one. But I don't know if it was shared. But still, we did that. And, and we pointed out that it's a third of God's antidote to the world system. The first one, renew your mind. The second one, death to self. The third one, he puts or he brings you into the company of brothers. And I want to explain. The brothers I'm talking about is not everybody or anybody. I told you last time when we went into this subject, I said there are people who are given by God divine insight into who you are. They see you not, okay, 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 okay. So let's, let's use a few examples and bring it home and then we can close this. So, they see you not with the natural eye because they are given to see you. Mm -hmm. And I told you, there is the place where the scripture speaks in Hebrews and it says, um, um, speaking about submission to those in authority over you, that's your, your pastors and your shepherds because they watch over your soul and will give account for it. I said, that's okay. That's not what I'm talking about. That's there. That we can spend time on that. But there's a second side. It says there are people that the Lord gives insight. They can see into who you are. It's like their eyes see into the corridors of your life and they can, they know you not according to the flesh. Amen. Right? So he designs that those will be company with you in the journey. Hello. Hello. This is in the divine design of things. So he said, uh, man shall not live. Uh, no, it's not good for man to be alone. I will send him a help, help meet, right? So he sends somebody called Eve <laughs> and not Steve. <laughs> so that Eve and Adam can have Abel, Cain, and all the rest. Because the Lord has designed for man to exist in community, not in solitude. That is why when the enemy is planning to attack someone, he isolates them. Because he understands the power that this person has when they are in their right community. So he isolates them. So he will do anything, anything, including stupid rumors. 
anything. Yeah, anything to cut you off. Because he knows if he's going to attack. Listen, I, uh, 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 I'm a, also I watch National Geographic a lot because I have never dreamed that I am a goat. <laughs> there is no day I saw myself as a gazelle running away from the lion. Doesn't happen. So I know that one doesn't bother me. So I watch. <laughs> if I ever dream I'm a gazelle and there's a lion chasing me, National Geographic, bye. So I watch National Geographic a lot. Now when you watch National Geographic, scripture uh, likens the enemy to wolves, isn't it? And if you see how wolves hunt, if you see how wolves hunt, two things, wolves hunt as a pack, then it's never alone. Scripture likens him, right? Scripture likens the enemy to wolves, isn't it? The other one, the scripture likens the enemy to, 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 to like a lion, copying, mimicking lions, isn't it? So they hunt as a pack. They don't hunt alone. That is what gives them the capacity, listen to this, gives them the capacity to take on prey that is bigger than them. Okay? Because of what the Lord did inside of you, the enemy fears you. But he knows it's not you, it's what's inside of you. He's fearful of that. But to take that down, he hunts as a pack. Okay? So, come on. Uh, it's, never, it's never just that lie problem. The lie problem is just one, the lying spirit. But it is the one that has found the gateway. So it will keep prodding and working because the moment it opens that door, then all the rest jump in. Is it in your Bible? Yes. Jesus said, if a house, if a spirit is evicted and the house is cleaned and left unoccupied, then he wanders about, wanders about, wanders about, and then goes and finds seven others worse than himself to come and, because that's how they take territory, as a pack. So you see the wolves as a pack, but then the second thing the wolves do is they isolate. Right? So they, even lions do that. You can speak of lions because this is East Africa, you see them. They will do some scare tactics to pick out the weak. But the motive, the intention is to cause panic so that someone runs off from the rest. Then they cut them off and isolate. And when they isolate, the lions will bring down a buffalo. The lions are two to th no, three, about 300 kilograms, the big ones, three, 400 kilograms. The buffalo is a ton upwards. And they will bring down the buffalo because they cut it off from the heart. What am I saying? What am I saying? When Ecclesiastes says two are better than one, he's not just talking about marriage. In fact, in Ecclesiastes, uh, this uh, fourth chapter, he's not even talking about marriage. In fact, let's read it so that you have a scripture we read. <laughs> just so you don't go home and say, today we are talking about National Geographic, Hustle, and Prison Break. <laughs> That's the fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes. The seventh verse. Hmm? Then I returned, and I saw vanity under the sun. Your tiny vanity. Yeah? <laughs> So vanity. I've seen somebody there. I returned and I saw under the sun 
I saw vanity under the sun. Where's the vanity? Vanity. Uh, this, I don't know what the word means, but uh, uh, Nani is here. He'll explain. Ubatili. <laughs> uh, uh? uh? Hey, I didn't even know it has a Swahili word. But vanity. Vanity. He'll exp see him during tea and ask him, vanity in any brother. So, because this guy says, I saw vanity under the sun. Verse 8 says, there is one alone. Here is vanity. Apart from the other ones which uh, my brother sang about. There are others. This one. There is one alone and there is not a second. Yeah. He hath neither child nor brother. You see, can you see what he's talking about? Community. Community, isn't it? Yet there is no end of all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. Neither saith he, for whom do I labor and bereave my soul of good. This is also vanity. Yeah, it is a sore travel. Before you move on, what's wrong with this picture? He has neither child nor brother, yet, yet is there no end of all his labor. So, is it children and brethren that end labor? No, but he's talking about, because he's alone, see, he can be consumed in this. On, there's no balance, but let's go on and see verse 9. You're hanging? It's open, no problem. Two are better. Now verse 9, two are better. See, it's continuing. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Verse 10. For if they fall, oh my goodness, where did that come from? For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone, when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. There's a New Testament contemporary to this, Galatians chapter 6, and it says, Hey, if any man is overtaken by fault, you who are spiritual, strengthen such a one in the spirit of meekness. Galatians 6, isn't it? What is he saying? There will be occasions, I explained here, there will be occasions when your foot is sliding and you actually like it. <laughs> let me give you, you actually like it. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let me talk to the brothers. Talk to the brothers. So you're sitting somewhere and somebody, a sister somewhere is sitting badly and your eyes happen to have seen what you should not see. What is making you see again? <laughs> Why didn't you turn away and keep off? No, what made you want to look again? Hmm? Or you're walking in town, or you're walking in town, and you meet them, them who have shortage of material. They don't wear too many materials like me. <laughs> Everything has been, a, a meter has been maximized. Half a meter, half a meter has produced all the clothes needed. So when you pass each other on the street, hey, what makes you turn? What makes you turn? Hmm? Am I talking sense? What makes you turn? Why didn't you go about your business? Yes. Oh, Lord, thank you. Unfortunately, I met them who have shortage of material. I have passed. I have passed. I am going my way. What made you turn? And for some of you, not once. 
You even found excuse to turn. You saw another car passing and you pretended you were looking at the car so that you can look. Hello? Hello? What did he say? If the one falls, if they fall. Are you with me? Now, let me tell you. It's very difficult, very, very difficult when you meet them who have shortage of material and you are not alone. It's very difficult to turn. I can't, Joe, I can't imagine you. We are walking. You and I are walking. Joe, you and I are walking. I can't imagine you. So when two of us are walking, Joe and I, Rev. Joe and I are walking, and those who have shortage of material decide to pass katikatietu between us, and they were not giving way, and we had to give way. I can't imagine Joe or myself in the company of Joe going back like this because I might be slapped or what will he tell Dolly? So what's going on? His company, his company or my company with him keeps us sober. Are you getting? Hello? Now, the problem here is this. And the enemy works by isolation. The problem here is this. For some people, the trap now is you avoid such brethren. You need to hang around with them. That's the person you need to spend your time with. Because they call you out and they call you to order. And I'm not talking of some fella with no jurisdiction who's happy to call out everybody and tell you uh, it is in love. I told you I like what Graham Cook said. You poisonous toad. Keep your prophecy to yourself. But there are people who have jurisdiction, and, and, and I know I'm, I'm avoiding to, 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 okay, we'll do it, we'll do it, thank you, we'll do it. Hebrews, Hebrews, you know Hebrews, scripture pili leo, sio chai tuna ubatili, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter, it's normally 10, we know this scripture, I should just say it, Hebrews 10. It's 25. Hebrews 10, 25. 25, 25. Hmm? 25. 22. Hebrews 10, 22. 22. Start with 22. Listen, read with me. Read with me. We are, we are, we are 40 minutes in, so just, we will find a stopping place. Hebrews, um, 22, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and bodies washed with pure water, which is the word, eh? Verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Verse 24, and let us consider, look at that, let us consider what? One another, to do what? To provoke and to love and to good works. Seeing, seeing what the company is about. Then the famous verse, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling ourselves of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. Please, the assembling of ourselves, the assembling 
of ourselves together is not gathering in church. God is weaving a body. He is assembling the body. And so when God connects you with you, do not forsake it. It's not about gathering. Gathering is good. But I'm talking here from 22. You can see the context, what he's talking about. So when God is building his body and he's weaving the body together, I explained this in the last time I taught on this subject here. I said he's joining you. He might even be joining you with people who don't fellowship here. Those are the people who you, you have told nobody. You've told nobody that day that while you are walking, you met them with shortage of clothes and your eyes looked three times. You've told nobody. Then you get a call. Uh, how are you doing, Oscar? It's been a while. Uh-huh. You're well. Okay. You know, I was praying for you. Oh, that time you know what you're dealing with. I was praying for you. Just one of the things the Lord told me is watch out for these people with shortage of clothes. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's, let's look at some one, maybe another example. Some, um, yeah, we can use this example. Why do you think Jesus had three disciples isolated from the rest? What is going on? He wasn't isolating them. I'm sorry for using that word. He wasn't isolating from the rest. Rather, he drew them to his own company. Sorry about isolation, not isolation. Drew them from the rest and brought them into his own company. Who are the three? Peter, James, and John. Yeah? Now, Peter, Peter, Matthew 16, 17, 16, 17, Jesus asked him, Jesus asked them, who do men say that I am? Hmm? Some say you're a prophet. Some say you are John the Baptist from the dead. Some say, this, but who do you say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. What did the Lord tell Peter? Flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. It's not common knowledge. This didn't come by intellect. My father has given you that perspective of me. Because of that, he drew him close. Where did John and James come from? And so one day, the disciples are busy up and about. These boys appear with their mother. Was their mother with Jesus? No. But these boys appear with their mother, and their mother is making a request on their behalf. What's the request? Lord, when you come in your glory, let this one sit on the left and this on the right. So what did they know about him? That's what they knew about him. Then Jesus says, hey, who sits on my left and right is not for me to decide. But man, to even get there, the cup that I have to drink is not. Will you drink? Yes, we will drink it. So these three guys had a vision or a perspective of him that was given to them by God. So they did not know him according to the flesh. That's why Jesus knew these ones, I better make them hang close by. Why? Because they see me not according to the natural eyes. Oh, but Vincent, we're talking about Jesus. Okay, but in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was about to face this difficult, difficult test, difficult position, what happened? He left off the nine and he moved with the three a little bit farther. And then he told them two things. Watch and pray. You know the two are not the same, eh? I hope you know they're not the same. <laughs> to watch is not to pray. To pray is not to watch. There's a place for watching and praying. He said, watch and pray. What's the watching about? 
you have eyes that see. Keep alert. So what happened? What did Jesus tell them about himself? He said, my soul. Jesus spoke about his soul. Ah, ah. My soul, my soul. That is end of Matthew. Matthew 26. My soul, my soul, my soul. My soul. Look at this. Jesus describing himself. Matthew 26. Are you there? 36. 36. You got me? Matthew 26, 36. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, sit here while I go and pray yonder. Hey, hello, hello. Now I'm answer Have you left me alone? What happened? Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. He's already, wait, back, backtrack, please. What is the previous? Is this the same one? Okay, unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. What did he say? Sit here while I go and pray yonder. Come on, people. Sit here while I go and pray yonder. So what were they told to do? Sit. Who are they? Disciples. Do what? Sit. Then, what does he do? The next verse, 37. And he took with him, can you see disciples? He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. Mapendeleo. It's not Mapendeleo. They have eyes that see something about him. He took with him these two and the sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful. Jesus began to be sorrowful and very, there was something about his status that he kept away from the nine. But when he was with these three, he became a kakua real. Sorrowful and very heavy. And he said something, 38. Then said unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry here and watch with me. Sorrowful even unto death. Okay, when Jesus had the conversation, I'm skipping the reading of the rest. When Jesus had the conversation with the father about whether or not there is another way, who was speaking? Which part of him was speaking? Which part of him was looking for another way? But he had brought people with him who had insight into who he is spiritually. In fact, these three guys were with him on the Mount of Transfiguration. These three guys saw what no one else saw. And they were told, shut up. Don't talk about it. Hmm? So they were given... When God is weaving the body, they were given, they were joined to him by God's own assembly or design and they could see into his life. Next verse, watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my father, if it be, keep going, 40. My father, if it be, if it be, and he went a little further, fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Verse 40. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, What could you not watch with me one hour? Of course, some people have created a doctrine of praying for one hour from there. 
That's not what he was saying. Could you not watch with me one hour? I mean, I've been aside. Can't you see my status? Shouldn't you be able to, at this point, based on the revelation that you have, strengthen me and pick me up? And what's the next verse? 41. <clears throat> Watch and pray that you enter, into, enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And of course, yeah, 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 the cycle goes on. Let's not over, go to my death. The cycle goes on. What's going on? Because these three would be the ones that in the middle of such sorrow, be able to remind him, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. The Lord will not leave your soul in hell or your body in hell. He will raise you up. Because they have insight into what. In the absence of such people, you will run away from God's classroom. You will conclude the Lord hates you. And he has abandoned you. God is social distancing from me. <laughs> not everybody can play that role. I repeat, not everybody. Jesus did not hate the nine. No. But when he went to the Mount of Transfiguration, he went with the three. When he went to raise Jairus' daughter, he went with the three. And he put off the rest. They were with him. He said, Three. Why? Because you guys can now stand with me in this territory. Hmm? Two are better than one. If one falls, the other one will pick him up. But not everybody has capacity to pick you up. There are people whose eyes have been opened and have a divine insight into who you are. They can pick you up. That's why Daniel was not alone. Hello? Hmm? Went and told them, guys, let's go pray. And that's why when they promoted Daniel, he quickly, he's the one who told the king, these guys also. Yeah, because I need them in my company. Yeah, can be gibberish, sour. <laughs> but until you're connected with those people, you're alone. Until you're connected with them, you're alone. Let me, let me, let me say it for the benefit of, of, especially all those who are ministers of the gospel. Let me say it for your benefit. And also let me say it for the benefit of the church, saints. When you're newly born again, when you're newly born again, inside of you is a child who craves for milk and desires to be nurtured and raised. And so you find yourself drawn Please make sure you understand me. Get me correctly. I'm, I'm stating my words carefully so we don't have... And I'll still uh, restate what, is, what may be misunderstood so we have a balance. So you find yourself drawn 
to your local assembly and your local church and you have pastors and you're inclined to spend time with them and hear and, and pray for me and do this. And it's nice. And then you start growing and you start growing. And because we fail to understand the body dynamics, this is all Ephesians 4 has it. First Corinthians also has it. Because we fail to understand the body dynamics and the government, uh, the government of the kingdom of God. What happens is um, you feel now you, you don't have the, oh my Lord, help me, let me say it right. You don't have all those urges to, 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 to run and be, pray for me and, and, and say everything and all that, isn't it? And then what do you do? You begin to, to, to draw away. Yeah? And some people even now ridicule those who are constantly going. Now that's not maturity. <laughs> But something is changing within your growing or growth cycles. Now, I need you to get me. I'm, I'm, because I don't think I'll repeat, but let's just put it. Something is changing. And we can use the small babies in the house to give that example also. Isn't it? If we sit here and we keep sitting here long enough, the, the biology of those children out there will sense that something is off timing. Then you will see, you'll see Serene walking, come here, and come, and if you asked him, Unataka nini, there's nothing. They were just checking that you have not left them. <laughs> and then they go again. And they keep, and, and once something is sitting a bit off in terms of timing, you see, keep seeing them coming in, coming in. And it's not hunger, even if you fed them. Same thing with, you sit at home and you have these uh, small children, and you see them pop out and pop in every so often to check if you're still here. Are you with me? It's a child stage. It's important. That stabilizes them, anchors them in life, because they need to know they, are, they have stable parents, there's love for them and all that. Hmm? Or haven't you seen it? For those of you who travel a lot, your work causes you maybe to travel a lot. Um, when you come back and you try to leave the room, the child clings. You know? You are their stability. It happens so even spiritually. But then after some point, you've sort of grown and you're finding your footing. It's okay. You're growing. It's true. Even you now, you are praying your prayers and getting your answers. And you're, yeah, it's working. I'm standing. I'm, t I'm, I'm learning. I'm growing. It's good. But the Lord has not ordained that now you cut off. <laughs> hmm? Neither has he ordained that you still be nursed. No. So he expects you to mature. But you're maturing into the body of Christ. So what happens? The dynamics shift and you are 
assembled into the body, you're joined with others. When this happens, and this is what I wanted to address, and I thank God for allowing me to go that way to make it clear. When that happens, those without understanding want to break off. Are you with me? And the other, the converse side is the ministers or the pastors who don't understand that try to kuja up and kunyonyeshe. The last time lukunyonyeshe nilini. So we have this tussle of the, the uh, have you guys ever experienced this? You have a child that you circled, they grew. Like now, if you told Lele, kuja unyonye, refanye, mom. <laughs> Isn't it? Because they've gone out of that stage. So the, the ministers who don't get it try to force you to nyonya, kujapo nyonya. The converse is the saints who don't get it try to push up. Usinulizange naenda wapisai nisha kuwa machua. Nasikia God. Ata God ananiongelesha. Ata sai ameniongelesha. Right now he just spoke to me and told me to tell you usininyonyesha. <laughs> Now, listen, the dynamics change in the body, and it, we, we, listen, we're joined to one head. And you can never outgrow the head. Neither can you grow out of the body. But the body is not, the body is, is not just, the local church is a small part of it, it's the whole body. And he will join you to people, some in the office, some is just in the neighborhood, some in the assembly like this, and it joins you to people that become the, your company of brethren that keep watch over your soul. Do you get me? Now when you break off that company, that's what Hebrews 10.25 is about, you're isolated, you're alone, umeingia vanity, and you're presenting the best opportunities for the enemy to drag you down. The same, now it gets worse with the pastors. Worse with the pastors. There are pastors sitting here looking at me. It gets worse, worse with the pastors. Because they are the ones who are used to giving care. And they have nowhere to plug in. And so, sometimes, because of that, there's like a vacuum. You find the pastors trying to find spiritual fathers of their own making. <laughs> Then they lab on you. <laughs> yeah. Because that's it. They are not the company God was plugging you to. But they, they are feeling like a vacuum, like some sort of thing that they need to listen. You are part of the body. So a lot of ministers get isolated. And in the end, they do the unthinkable. Because when... They were turning their head to take a second look. There was no one to say to Endebana. There was no one. Because they're all just isolated. I'm talking beyond local church manenos. I'm talking beyond all this misused, uh, you know, some spiritual father thing connection. No, there's nothing wrong with spiritual fathers. I'm saying misused, a misused concept. So God weaves the body 
and be, Jesus Christ is the one. Who, he said it this way, and I'll close with this one. I will build my church and the gates of hell. Not, he didn't say you will build it. Even you, you're part of the church. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So what does he mean build his church? He will assemble it together. He will join you and you, you and the other, you and the other. He, it's his design. And when he does it, we unleash that third aspect of the antidote against the world system where two chase 10,000. Because now we've released the power of that body or community. You can't fix it by yourself, but you've got to trust him to do that with you and for you. And as he does it, he has 12 disciples, but he joins him closer with these three by giving these three divine insight into who Jesus is. So they're able to walk with him. That every day they walked with him. They're going beyond just, beyond just rabbi, rabbi. They can see something. And likewise, he, looking into their lives. Hmm? Hello? This is what he told Peter. He told him back at the end, John chapter 21. To the end, he told him, Peter, 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 when you are young. He told him, when Peter, he said, you'll deny me. That time Peter has put all the gusto, yeah? Mimi, oh, I'm dying with you. Before the cock crows, you'll deny me three times. Aye. So what's going on? They've been weaved together. He's seeing into Peter. Peter is seeing into his face. He tells him, when you are young, you went where you wanted. But when you're old, you'll be taken about, telling him the nature of how he will die. And in the same shores in John 21, he tells John about the, says this one, you'll tarry till I come. Then the people say, he will never die. He said, John himself writes, he didn't say, I won't die. He said, I will tarry till I come. And did, he tarried till he saw revelation. That's right. So there's that connection. Anyway, let's stop there. Let's stand up. I stretch that because I want you to appreciate that we are the body of Christ. And I've stretched that so that by the grace of God, your eyes will open. Because when they do, <laughs> you will know who, carry, who to carry with you to Jairus' house and who to leave behind. And likewise, when they call you to Jairus' house, you will know who to go with, when you need to go and when you don't need to go. And in the absence of it, we are weak. We are weak. Um, pastor will be coming to lead us in the communion. In the absence of it, we are weak. Did you see in Corinthians, it says, discerning the body. What did he say? Discerning the body. What is discerning the body? Is it looking into the bread and seeing the nutrients? <laughs> discerning the body. What is to discern? What is to discern? Talk to me, guys. Ah, no, 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 no. I'm Ruthie Kunyamaza. Talk to me. English word, design. What is to design? Uh huh. What is to design? So you begin to, to see the unseen, then you're designing, isn't it? To know the unknown, you're designing. So you're, it's beyond surface value, pierced through beyond surface value. And what does Paul say? Designing the body. 
He said, and because many, if you don't know this, many are weak, sick, and die. Why are they weak, sick, and die? Because there's an enemy in John 10, 10 who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. And so he gets to them. How does he get to them? Because they did not discern the body. And what is to discern? To see the assemblage of you as part of others and to see correctly. Hello? Hello? I tell you, when your eyes open to see that you cannot be careless with some things, you can't be careless. You're a lot. You cannot be careless. Because those people connect right in with you. And likewise, you. God is assembling his body. Jesus is the head of that body. And he's joining you. And I tell you, there can even be people who call Australia and you are here, but he has joined you. And you can't force it. But it's an antidote to the impact of the world system in your life. So we finished that slide today saying three antidotes. One, renew your mind. Two, death to self in both the two aspects, human ambition and fleshly desires. And then three, there is a, you have a brother. So Jesus told them, I no longer call you servants. Now I call you friends. What was that graduation about? Bringing them to a space where they can speak into his life. So if Jesus did that, who are you? <laughs> who are you? So Father, we honor you and praise you and appreciate you. We are always yours. Jesus, you are the head of this body. We are ultimately joined to you. Thank you that you do not leave us as orphans. You set us in the world, yes, but we are not of the world. <laughs> and now we come to that place where truly by faith we overcome the world. That's our destiny. We are a showcase of the glory of God on the earth. That's our destiny. We are made, we are caused to conform to the image of the firstborn. We are the express image, the likeness of God on the earth. We're coming in, Lord. We're getting there. Thank you for the processes that you've set in motion in our individual lives to bring us fully there. <laughs> Help, Lord. Thank you for your word with which our minds are renewed. We are transformed, become different people, totally different people. So that there's nothing in us that the world, that, 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 that the world appeals to. We've been metamorphosized into new creatures. Thank you for the strength that you give to us. You say in your word, sin has no more dominion over you. We have power over sin. And so we're able to put to death every member that is of the sinful nature. Thank you for the grace and strength to do this, even as we circumcise the flesh and cut it off from us. We cut off supplies of anything that is beefing up and building up the flesh to oppose the spirit and to unsettle us. And we thank you, Lord. And thank you for the processes that Jesus, our shepherd, is setting in motion to bring us to a place of death to self. 
Lord, let our eyes see, let our hearts discern that we may cooperate with you as you refine us and make us pure gold. And thank you for the body that you have brought us into and how you are assembling us into it. Let our eyes see. Let our hearts know and bear witness. Let the connections that you're putting in place, let us not be ignorant of the connections that you're putting in place, but rather see them, value them, and walk in their full power to the glory and honor of your name. We honor you. We appreciate you, Father. We bless you. Every one of us in our journey, you're with us. Say you never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for the body of evidence that you have sprayed all over the history of our lives that attest to the fact that you're with us. We trust you. Shepherd us. You're the shepherd of our souls, our spirits. Shepherd us. Bring us to fullness that our lives may be a testimony and a shout of your praises on the earth. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We appreciate you. We pray for strength for everyone here. Strength, 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 strength. And even where such connections have been broken, Lord, pray for restoration and healing in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We honor you, Papa. In Jesus' name.